Up is a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele and across the table from me is... Jenny Steele. And we are joining you on the week that I created a little video game. You did. It's called Can You Find Sherwood Forest? Very complicated game. All you got to do is find Sherwood Forest on a map. Yeah. Yeah. If you've not played it, there's a link in the show description. So you think, okay, yeah, that sounds really complicated, really hard, I'm not going to play it. No, it sounds easy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah. So you're just going to get the map out, you're going to find Sherwood Forest, you're mm. going to think of Robin Hood, Sheriff of Nottingham, all that kind of stuff. I've had a look at some of the guesses that maybe you, dear listener, or some of the other people have been making. Yorkshire deals. I know <laughs> there's this whole thing about Robin Hood was a Yorkshireman, but yeah, in it's the Yorkshire Dales. It's not, it's, it's, it's from Nottingham. That's practically in the proper north of Yorkshire Dales. Another art location I saw was on the way to Skeg Vegas. I can sort of see the thinking in that yeah. one, you know, Nottingham by sea. Yeah. And I've got to love whoever thought it was in Mali. Wow. I think a North African Robin Hood would be an amazing TV series, but it's not where Forest is. And in better news, the postback has arrived. And last time we asked you what your current obsession is. Mm. Hmm. Matthew Summers got in touch saying he's got two. Not one, but two. two. Uh, first one, given a new PC at work, which can actually let me do my job, but still needs the IT boffins to set it up properly. Ah, okay. And number two, get KitKat to use the cat flap instead of leaving the back door open. <laughs> now, on a new PC, I get you, I, I, but I bet you're management or something, you know. I don't want to go all four Yorkshiremen on you, but most places I've worked, mm. I'm lucky to get a hand-you-down machine that isn't Y2K compliant. <laughs> So you're doing quite well there. If it's not a museum piece, you're doing very well in my books. And secondly, I'm assuming when you say Kit Kat, you mean a cat, not like a sentient chocolate bar that's terrorising you through your front door. Yeah, I have visions of a Kit Kat coming through the cat flap. On that note, Matt, blink once for yes, twice for no. And on that note, I think we ought to have a wee answer. Is it just me, or has supermarket shopping delivered to your door become more of a thing since the C word? Yeah, it has, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, do- you're doing it now, aren't you, both Jenny and D-Lister, aren't you? Yeah, You're do- doing that delivered to the... Yeah. Which is kind of funny, because it was a thing at the back end of the 90s. It's only really sort of taken off, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I always used to like to go around the supermarket, because I used to like to see and feel mm. what I was touching. But now I just get so fed up with people just stopping dead in the middle of an aisle, or you can't get through anywhere, or people just gossiping, you know, with you in the queue waiting to pay for all your stuff. And you're just like, just just scan your items and go. So I kind of like the work uh, work from home <laughs> i kind of like the shopping online i like sure. work from home too <laughs> well I, I remember it was a thing well, almost 20 years ago when i worked in tesco's call center mm. it had been going on for a long time at that point so it's not a new thing but i do remember some of the complaints i used to deal with so i wasn't dealing with the home delivery one mm. but I, it, my colleagues were and they used to complain because the, the wrong mobile phones went out to the wrong van all the time it's like people didn't want to be contacted or something it's bizarre like that Although they've now all got tracking on them, so they're somewhat contactable. <laughs> but anyway, you know you know that thing when you're at the bank and it wants to confirm it's you? Yeah. So at the checkout and, you know, the person operating it has to make a phone call. Mm. You've been in that scenario before. I've not had to make a phone call. No, to be honest, I haven't. What, never when you're at the till, you're paying by a card and they go, oh, hold on a second, they ring a phone number up and you've got to answer some security questions. No, that's not happened to me yet. And I'm men- dreading it. Admittedly, it hasn't happened in many years because it's all mobile phone apps mm. and things nowadays. But I have had it happen to me personally. Mm. It's kind of funny because it happened at the petrol station. They didn't quite understand how it worked. 
So they said, well, we're going to have to get you fill out on these forms or you'll come round with the money later. Oh. Otherwise, we'll send the police route. You know, that, that, yeah. that, I, I got chucked in the criminal category. But no, <laughs> seriously, I, I remember I was working at Tesco. Got this complaint. The checker operator had seen said message mm. and misunderstood it just as badly. <laughs> told the customer, and I'm not making this up, they told the customer, because I, I had the R8 customer on the phone, you have no money in your account. Oh, wow. And the customer's like, hang on a minute, I've just been paid. What, what's going That's on scary, here? scary, isn't it? Imagine being told mm. that and then having to rush 70 miles back to your house. This, this wow. was somebody in the Highlands getting their monthly shop here we're on about. Happy day for you, isn't it? Mm. And on that note, oh, did I ever tell you about the bit and buy my story? Yes, I've heard that one. Yes. Shall I share it in, on yeah, this one? Book? Yeah, share it. Yes, share it. So uh, that... Uh, Kind of is the whole story, but not quite the whole story. <laughs> so I, I was working... Another thing I used to work at in Tesco was in the... They called it the letters department. Mm. Um, so it was all written stuff. And the, the, the letter queue I was put on was, if you had an accident in the shop or something went wrong, you fill out an accident report form. I was the one that got a copy of the form mm. and I had to digitise it. So I had to type in what, you know, what the incident was. Da, da, da. Oh, and right. if, if it was staff involved... Like, I saw one for one of my mates face planting a cage. I laughed and put it into the system. If it was for a member of the public, like you, dear listener, I'd have to ring them up mm. and go, hello, it's Mark here from Tesco. Here you had an accident. You tell us more about it. And uh, try and offer you a 30 quid voucher or here's the contact details of our solicitor, depending on how the call went. Mm. So I get this one. And all it says on the accident report form was bitten by mouse. <sighs> And you're like, uh-oh, what's going on here? I've got Daily Mail headlines churning away in my head here. Yeah. Going, All right, th- this is not going to end well. This is going to be some big publicity thing. Da, da, da. But it's my job. I have to make this phone call. So mm. I, I ring them up. And I go, hello, it's Mark here from Tesco. And uh, I've got, here you had an accident in the store. And he, he, all it says is bit in my mouth. Can you tell me more about it? I'm expecting some horror story to come out. First words out of this person, are generally, it was my own silly fault I'm a professional mouse handler. <laughs> so is Sooty. I, I didn't even know that was a real job. <laughs> and they come out and go, oh, I'm a professional mouse handler. And apparently what had happened is they were, they were in the bakery section. Now, bear in mind, this is decades ago, dear, dear listener. This isn't mm. happened nowadays. We've got proper food standards nowadays. Yeah. Sure we did in those days as well. But there was a mouse running, scurrying around the back of the bakery. They thought, all right, professional mouse handler, I'll deal with this right here and then. Go to stick their hand in, get bitten in the process. <laughs> So it was the it was admittedly their own. It was their fault. own fault then. Yeah. But my reason for bringing this all up: home delivery. Mm. They arrive with your shopping in crates off the mm. back of the van. How do you handle it? Because they just turn up a big pile of crates, don't you? How do you handle the next stage of getting your shopping into your house? Do you just pick the crate up and then dump it on the kitchen floor and come back with a crate. Oh yeah, or do you keep the crates and tell them you can have them back next week? But they don't let you do that nowadays because the crates are quite expensive. Mm. Got tra- got Bluetooth trackers and things on them nowadays to make sure they end up at the right place. So we know how you do it. You literally just lob take- it. So you grab the whole crate <laughs> and just lob it across your counter. And if bananas are bruised, so be it. <laughs> I- I'm getting my foods and getting them out the door as quickly as possible. I've heard of people genuinely make the person that's doing the delivery sit there and wait while you're emptying every single item one at a time into your cupboard. I couldn't do that. I don't think you burp at the same time as well. <laughs> but you might t- tell them a nice little story about how you really like pasta. So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. How do you handle that high-pressure moment? You get that knock on the door, mm. the home delivery's arrived, 
how do you deal with it from the supermarket? I want to hear your technique because you might have a good technique or you might be one of those people who's like, you know what? I've got all the time in the world. I've paid four quid for my delivery slot. I'm going to use all of it. I want to hear from you, dear listener, yeah. on Solid Radio, you care at Solid Suti or on Spotify. The question has appeared at the top. Tap on it, stick your answer in there and we will share your secrets in the next episode. Here's a question for you. What do you know about Nessie? The Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, what do you know about the Loch Ness Monster? Uh, just that she lives in Loch Ness. Well, that, that, that's about the whole story. That's and she's it, a, really. She's a giant monster. The monster is quite elusive. That's that mm. the main story. How easy do you think it would be to find her? She's very hard to find. Yeah, the, the reason I'm asking this, not just because I randomly decided I'm going to become a Nessie hunter, but this wonderful headline that the BBC were running recently, and I'm not making this up, Loch Ness Monster Hunter, mm. I thought this job would be easier. How do you fit, How long do you think this chap has been having a go at this job with absolutely no success? 50 years. And not quite as long as that, 30 years. Oh, it's a novice then, isn't it? <laughs> <A> novice. <laughs> you make it say, oh, I've been doing it 50 years myself. <laughs> you know, I've been hunting for Nessie and whatnot. And Nessie hasn't been sighted since what year, do you think? 1920. Not far off. 1933 Ooh. is the last sighting of Nessie. And scientists think that was silly, that was giant eels, that wasn't Nessie. Yeah. But that's where their thoughts are. So looking at this chap, I think he's just not trying hard enough. You know, I saw the documentary TV series, The Family Nest, when I was a kid. And they're quite kind of bunching monsters up there. You know, if you're not, <laughs> if you're not hunting in the right place and not asking the right young children, you ain't going to find that monster. You know. Admit that this is a bit tannant on TV, mm. which admittedly is a bit of a dated reference nowadays. <laughs> but uh, there's a Burger King in Finland, mm. which is not very tannant on TV yet, but there's something special about it. What do you think the special thing is? A Burger King. A Burger King. Uh, yeah, it doesn't sell burgers. No, it sells burgers. Mm. It does something else as well as selling burgers. See if that helps well, you. F- pizzas. No, it's nothing to do with food. Nothing to do with food. Prosecco? No. It turns out it's got a spa complete with sauna. That's it? So you can get both the meat sweats and the actual sweats <laughs> at the same time. What would you think? Would you go? Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I think I need to consider what we could add to fast food chains in this country. Mm. So if they're doing that over in uh, Finland, where they've got a sauna in Burger mm. King, you know, could, could the burger van on your nearest industrial street come with a barber's around the back? You know, could that, that work? You know, complete with that ridiculously complicated chair that barbers always have? Yeah. Or McDonald's, you know, comes with a clown show. I don't like clowns. Is, is Ronald even still a thing? There's the question. Now, if you have seen him, please get in touch uh, with the nearest police force because we haven't seen him in years now, have we? Or Hamburglar. Well, you see, he was last seen with a Hamburglar in the days when McDonald's and Pizza Hut had ashtrays at the table. <laughs> now, you don't have to go into details here, mm. but have you ever had an operation? Yes. Have you ever seen the bits that they may or may not have taken out? No. No. I had spinal surgery a few years back and uh, took out, the bit they took out, if it was on your dinner plate, it would be described as gristle, Ugh. would be the way to put it. Sounds uh, like a cheap cut of beef, doesn't it? Well, well, I am a cheap cut of beef, let's be honest. <laughs> There's a mental image for you, dear <laughs> listener. Uh, so it was this tiny little thing that had caused a lot of pain. He brought it out in this little uh, tube and he goes, there you go, that was what, what was causing you all the misery. Mm. And look at it going, that, that's nothing, that's tiny. How did that happen? But 
How would you feel if such a piece of unit had been taken out in an operation, was then put on display in a museum? I think I might feel proud. I might be going around going, that's me, that's me. Yeah, I mean, I've already had the... I used to work with those moment at a museum in Edinburgh recently. The National Museum of Scotland, or whatever yes. it's called, the one that has all the different sections, including a technology section. Yeah, it did. Go into that and it's like, oh yeah, I used to work with those. Oh, I recognise those. Oh dear, no, no, no. I'm old. And there, there are some kids in front of you going, oh, I actually had one of those phones. <laughs> that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing going on. And you look at how long ago it was and you go, oh, wow, yeah, it is a museum piece. But a piece of your actual body, not something that you work mm. with, a piece of your actual body. The reason I'm asking this is it happened to a transplant patient in Hampshire, mm. right? She can now wander into the London Hunterian Museum, which I didn't even know was a thing. I so I assume this is part of a publicity thing that they're doing. Mm. But she could go to that museum, point at an exhibit and go, that was mine. And there's her old heart. Oh, wow. That's As in the duff one, not the new one she had put in and it went wrong. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. it's the old one that was taken the out. Old one. She had a new one come in. Didn't get now, that mixed up. Indeed. And on that note, I've got a few t shirts that are a few decades old now, right? Mm. Do you think the VNA will want them for an ancient culture of the Naughties exhibition? No. No. Will Oxfam want them? No. Will the dump want them? I don't even think they're fit for the dump. <laughs> what do you do in that scenario? Quick question. I was Uh-oh. in the pub the other night, weren't we, Mark? And um, you had a first class was a, whatever it was, pint of lager. Yep. Second was another pint of lager. But I said to you that looked quite different from the first pint of lager. Yeah. I said, was it one of those like hand pulled beers as opposed to that? I click a button and it comes out electronically from. I don't go to the pub very often. You can tell, can't you? But you said it's one of the. It's like a real beer. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a local one, but it was hand-pooled for the second one. Hand-pooled. Yes. It looked different. It looked a bit more creamier. But when you said, I said it was like one of those real beers, like the, is it camera mm. or something that go around and they're just drinking pubs that just sell sell real ale? Uh, the, the, that, that is their entire state. Ca- campaign for real ale. That's camera. the one. Yes, I've heard of them, yes. And I just thought, I'd ask you, I'd ask anybody really, if there's such a thing as a, a real beer. A real ale. A, a real yeah. ale. <laughs> is there such a thing as a fake ale? I think, don't they call it a shandy or something like that? I don't know. What exactly is a shandy? I was like, so you go to the bar, you're like, I'll have a beer. What What, what do you mean I'll have a beer? What? What is a beer? Oh, they, you're almost thinking like TV shows there because they're not, they don't like to say brand names on dramas and things like that. So they go up to the bar and they'll order, oh, you know, a pint of bitter or, is it, you know, I'll have a pint of lager or something like that. If you went and did that in an actual bar, you'd get ID'd on the spot and clocked as a kid. So what is beer? Is it a lager? Is it bitter? Oh, it doesn't matter so long as it goes down the right hole in the right just, way. Just wondering. That was unfortunately a wee natter. I was Mark Steele. Across the table from me was... Jenny Steele. And I'm, we've, I've just forgotten to say, actually, that mm. last time we spoke, we had a ban on Facebook, didn't we? And we don't know why. But we're back on now, aren't we? Sooty's back on and we still don't know why. Back. <laughs> don't with know a, why. With a vengeance. No, uh, we, we are just back on, on yeah. the social media. Uh, apparently, that's a very important thing we have to do nowadays. I didn't realise that. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, the other important thing is, if you haven't subscribed already, hit the subscribe button. You get this fine podcast, a wee natter, mm. delivered to you every time it emanates from our fine studio. Can you call that? I don't know what you call it. Can I just say one that sprang into my mind? Yeah. Sorry to bother you again. 
Sorry to bother you. Okay. I'd just like to say thank you to George, the Starbridge Station cat, and to Morgan Squires Watson as well, because they really did help get Sooty, the solid radio cat, back where she belongs. On the internet. On the internet. On the inter- so... While you're on the internet doing that and you're on the internet subscribing to your podcast, the other one is when you're actually out and about and you're interacting on your life, you need to tell your portaloo delivery driver that we we matter on the podcast, you need to have a listen. You think you can remember that? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll remember that. Next time you get your portaloo delivery. What about the wheelie bin cleaners that come round and squish the wheelie bins? Are we telling them as well? Oh, no, that's next week. Is that next week? We, we, we do one trade a week. Okay. We'll eventually get around to them. Don't worry about <laughs> it. They are on the list. On that note, I think we'll catch you next time. Yeah, bye.